Welcome back to another episode of Well Talks with uh, Dr. Rob Raponi, Dr. Jill Franks, and not a doctor, Aaron Chakra. <laughs> I love our intro. <laughs> so cool. Even at my own expense. <laughs> uh, yeah, so today we're talking about diets and dieting, not one in specific, but just the, the topic as a whole. So uh, let's get into it. Awesome. Let's do it. So who wants to go first? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give my, my two cents and we okay. can just debate it, hash it out. Um, I hate diets. <laughs> I love and hate them. There's, I, have a really, I hate the term that gets people confused with what I'm talking about. So when I mention a diet, usually what I'm talking about is just what you eat. So if I'm talking to a patient in a one-on-one -on -one encounter and I say, okay, take me through your diet, a lot of times the first response is, oh, I'm not on a diet. Like, yeah. <laughs> so there's already confusion around it. And diet and dieting, I think, are going to be different things that we maybe we'll use at least in this podcast to kind of differentiate the two. But we are talking about dieting in general here. Um, there's good and bad. So, I mean, I like them, but people get too caught up in the fad ones and they don't take away the bigger things that they can learn. So there's a lot you can actually learn from doing different diets. Um, I actually encourage people to, as long as the diet is reasonable, if it's not like a, only eat cabbage for a month, yeah. I'm not going to recommend anybody do that. I don't like juice cleanses that much either, personally. I don't know if you guys agree or not. But um, as long as the diet includes a variety of food and you're, you're getting your base nutrition in, go for it. Try it out. Uh, but just know that if any one diet is claiming to do everything for all the conditions and solve all your problems and make you rich at the same time like it's not true <laughs> it might work for some people but the biggest thing is it's not going to work for everybody personally i i enjoy a ketogenic diet i've tried it i've tried some other things not too many but we will uh, <laughs> but i i like the ketogenic diet because i like how i felt on it um i've had success with some patients but others nothing they don't feel good um, i think you've had a similar I mean, oh, yeah. you don't you don't love the ketogenic diet so me actually no me i love the keto um i i'm a huge fan of it um i've seen effects on both ends you know i've seen great results uh with clientele i've seen terrible results with clientele i've seen fantastic results with myself uh and you know i've also experienced a lot of failures on on the keto myself um but yeah, I'm in very much agreement with, with you on the confusion with the term diet and, and you know what I mean. So I don't, I don't want to cut you off. You can no, continue. That's yeah. what this is about. No, but mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, and I don't want to really talk about ketogenic diet specifically today, but um, just an example is like that's it's it can be great. It can also be terrible. Same mm -hmm. with vegetarian. Same with um, I'm running out of diet names mm -hmm. on the top of my head. But um, what I don't like, what I'm really against is, like I mentioned earlier, where people are made to really just lack nutrition for too long of a time. Yeah. Um, I'm not against fasting. I like fasting as a thing, So, uh, but I don't want people to starve themselves. Like You need nutrition. You need to be eating different things. and Getting a variety of stuff is very important as well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I very, very much agree with you. Um, it's, it's a term that has so many negative connotations to it um, that, and it's also very misleading. You know, when, when we do refer to diet, we do mean what do you eat? What are you eating? Uh, it doesn't matter. If you're eating pizza and donuts every day, that's your diet. It's mm -hmm. the pizza donut diet. Um, 
sounds fantastic, but uh, <laughs> you know, it doesn't work for everybody. That one does uh, have a name. It's called the Standard American. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's true. Um, add some fried chicken in there, and you, you got it. Um, so, uh, in terms of dieting, like now, I, I've had so many experiences with so many different clientele. I've actually, I don't, I don't even refer to it as a diet anymore. I refer to it as a meal plan. What are you, what are you doing for your meal plan? What are you eating on your meal plan? Um, and the reason why I've tried to change the name is to take away the negative, the negative connotation, the negative thought about about diet, and, and change it into okay, really, what are you eating? Um, I think we, when someone starts a fitness routine or when someone starts trying to lose weight or trying to be healthy, it's often okay. What can I cut out? I gotta cut out dairy. I gotta cut out sugar. I gotta cut out carbs. Uh, I gotta cut fat out. You know, if I increase my protein to triple the amount, I'm gonna get uh, huge muscles. So I think realistically, there's an abundance of diets, but a lack of of information and a lack of education out there. So we really don't know what, or the average person, I should say, really doesn't know what what diet means and 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 have actually any concept because if you ask them what diet they're on, they're going to give you the, the latest fat. They're going to be fasting. They're going to be doing keto. You know, they're going to be following um, a, a vegan paleo diet. And, I, you know, like, like um, Rob said, it's, it's a matter of what's right for you, but also ensuring that you're getting an adequate amount of nutrition you know, versus removing nutrition from your, from your diet to get results. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for me as a health coach, a lot of people will come to me expecting and hoping to be put on a diet and to be put on a meal plan. But when I'm working with my clients, you know, I really talk about a few paradigms around diets that I like to follow. Um, you know, the main one that we've all kind of hit on really are that there, is meant, there are as many right diets out there as there are people. You know, it really is an individualized thing. You need to find that works for you. If you say, I want to try keto, okay, go ahead and try it. But chances are there will be something within the keto diet that needs to be tweaked so that you can follow it. Um, and again, you know, with all the information that there is on diets and different diets, um, it's not useful to think of them as dogma, but really go to them for resources. So if you are just, you know, have no clue and you do go to Google, then absolutely Google, research the different diets out there, you know, find something that you think may work for you. And that's where we can take that as a resource and then run from it and really kind of, again, make it for an individualized person. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry to cut mm -hmm. you off there. I think that was, uh, you made a fantastic point that I, I wish I could just broadcast that mm -hmm. out to the world, which we're kind of actually doing right now, um, <laughs> is this idea of using it as a resource. Um, the whole idea is taking this diet that I found on Google and saying, okay, this will work for me, but recognizing that this is a resource that, yes, it could work for you. This could be fantastic mm -hmm. for you. It could be the best thing that you've ever done. Uh, but on the contrary, it could also be the worst thing you've ever done. Absolutely. And just because it worked for your best friend, because she Googled this diet, so you want to do it too, doesn't mean it's going to work yeah, for you. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly the point. That's a great point you made. 
Um, sorry, continue. And then just my favorite one, obviously, from the research background, is that you really are your greatest lab experiment. So try them out, you know? Mm -hmm. Try out keto, try out being a vegetarian, try out being a vegan, and it all goes back to seeing what works for you, because if you want to go on this diet, to lose weight or to feel better, to get healthier, then it needs to be sustainable. So you need to find out what works for you and you won't know until you try and you fail, right? It's like anything else in life, practice makes perfect. We don't all start off knowing exactly how to fuel our bodies. Um, we don't always know that certain foods, and I know we'll be talking about this a lot with you, Rob, specifically, um, how certain foods may may affect you, may cause inflammation somewhere. You may not know that it is tied to the foods that you are eating until you try it out. Take out dairy, take out gluten, take out whatever it may be, and and go from there. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and just going off of what we're saying here too, it's funny because we're saying this as professionals in our fields, that one diet shouldn't work for everybody. Um, we're kind of all in agreement with that, but um, the funny thing is that from a young age, what, what were we all taught at school? The beautiful health pyramid. <laughs> yeah. I'm making a big triangle with my hands here. Uh, and so for somebody to come along and try to, well, the government in, our, mm -hmm. in this case, to tell everybody this is the way you should be eating, this is right, it's not great. I mean, I get what they're trying to do. It's difficult to try to make general recommendations to help the public, the general public who doesn't know where to start, you got to teach them something. And there are some decent things that are taught in it. Like I can't completely bash it because that might work for some yeah, people, yeah. just like anything might. But a lot of people might have to completely flip that pyramid upside down or just mm -hmm. rearrange some of those pieces. But to, to stick to one and make it the, the one diet, like you need to eat this many things and that's all that you're told from when you were little. It, one of the most difficult things I, I find right now is challenging the beliefs that are hard grained in people that come in and I tell them, okay, you need to eat more fat. And they're like, what? My fat's going to raise my mm -hmm. cholesterol. We'll talk a lot about mm -hmm. cholesterol coming up. Yeah, it's a fun <laughs> topic. Yeah. But uh, they just think that, like, oh, I'm crazy. Like, what do you mean I have to eat more fat? That's bad fat. I have to eat more pasta. I'm like, I no. would say females <laughs> in particular, too, right, are mm -hmm. very scared of the eating term. fat. Yes. Because, and, you know, earlier diets, you need low-fat everything, low-fat everything. So it was ingrained in us yeah. that, well, fat makes us fat. Yeah. That's exactly it. Anything makes us fat. Just <laughs> anything that's excessive of what we're expending makes us fat. Um, but the, the big thing is is that yeah, with fat, I mean, while we're on it, 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 it fills you up so much more. Mm -hmm. So in that same, I always tell this to people. So I could eat a fairly large steak. I love steak. I could eat a good amount of it. But when I'm done that steak, I'm done. I'm tapping out. Um, you put pizza in front of me and I probably eat two of them two whole pizzas so like sure that one steak had more calories than one or two slices of pizza most definitely but not in two whole pizzas and you can easily overeat the carbs that get mixed with the fats and it just it doesn't signal your brain the same way so when we're telling people that fat is the enemy and you should eat more grains and carbs it's not that grains are bad it's just it takes a lot more self-control and a lot more knowing your body and how to regulate those blood sugars is yeah. a lot more difficult to do and when we see a society that's been following the food pyramid and getting more and more sick diabetes cardiovascular disease um, i think it took over as the no 
I'm forgetting my statistics here, but it's top one or two behind cancer, and cancer feeds off sugars and stuff too. So yeah. I mean, they're not far apart. Um, it, it's something that needs to be revisited for yeah. sure, but it's difficult. Well, I, I I fully agree with you. the The whole concept is sugar is the enemy, um, and yes, like like uh, like Julie, you were saying, fat is given this terrible name, and it's it's a, so unfortunately when we say fat we think about the blood work we have on our waistline but in fact i i like to refer to those terms differently and the fat that we store is not fat that you're eating fat that you're eating from olive oil avocados those are different that's it that's a different thing uh, unfortunately it has the same name which confuses so many people but like bringing up that that pyramid it's very rare if ever i don't think i've ever been able to take that pyramid and and you know, attribute it to a client and say, you know what, this would, would actually work for you. Or when I'm making a meal plan for a client, I've never been able to use that pyramid as even a guideline because it's very different per person. The, the other thing that, um, that people have a tendency of doing is, is you, you brought up the, the pizza and the steak thing where a piece of steak may have more calories than, a, than two slices of pizza. We do this, this common math game with when it comes to diet where we compare calories per calories and um, it's one of the things I struggle with the most with with my clientele is that you know if I'm eating a if I'm eating a thousand calories and I need to burn 500 calories to lose you know uh, 500 calories a day to, to lose weight you know this is the diet I'm gonna have as long as I'm eating a thousand calories I'm good you know so that's a, a common thing that I hear from people and and the problem is using logic like that that means you know you could have a snicker bar uh, you know a few snickers bars and all of a sudden you're good uh because you've reached that thousand calories and we're going to touch base on on um you know uh, the weight watchers program as well which is a fun topic for mm -hmm. me but when you're comparing calorie per calorie you're not considering nutritional value you know it takes a lot of energy to break down that steak you know i believe it takes about six hours for you to digest uh, beef your body is not just sitting there while it's sliding through your, your organs. It's working to break that meat down into its, its molecular base, all those amino acids. It's working and it's expelling energy to do that. Where you eat a piece of pizza, it's very, very simple carbohydrates that don't require a lot of work to be broken down and digested and absorbed. Meaning those calories go relatively unburned and they're absorbed and and all of those ingredients like that pizza which is a carb is now being used and stored as fat opposed to that steak which chances are you're you're burning the majority of those calories as you're consuming it you know what uh, I, I guess you want to you want to touch base on on that or yeah calories are definitely not all equal yeah. very different and what you're saying there is so true and it goes down to a metabolic level where um when you are breaking down fat to protein, um, you still need to regulate your blood sugar. Your, your red blood cells can only function off glucose. There's no way around that. Mm -hmm. Your brain can use glucose or ketones, and that's why the ketogenic diet has like ground, and you can survive perfectly well off no sugars or carbs. Um, but you still need to be making sugars for your blood. Um, and what, what happens is when you're breaking down the fat, turning it into the, the blood sugar that you need or the protein, 
hopefully you're not breaking down the protein, but it is a process that can happen. It's a lot harder than taking something that's already a carbohydrate. So just in that process, there's a few extra steps that your body has to go through and basically you're raising your metabolism just to maintain that blood sugar. So what you were saying, yeah, that's to work a little harder, but in a good way. Mm -hmm. So it's keeping your metabolism up. So it's a lot different. Those calories, even though they're the same, get broken down a lot different. So like a thousand calories of steak versus a thousand calories of pasta. You don't feel the same when you eat them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, very yeah. And the underlying way that I work with my clients is really all just about maintaining blood sugar. You know, in our one of our first few sessions, I'll always show them the graphic of the blood sugar roller coaster, what happens when you, you know, eat a simple carb and you get this peak, then you don't just come back down to baseline blood sugar, you come dip down way down low. And it's when you're in that low point is when all you want again is just sugar, sugar, sugar. And that's how it's so hard to break that cycle. So that's when I really start to try and work with people to balance the blood sugar out. And that's usually when, um, you know, hormones and everything will be balanced out too. Stress will start to be balanced out. And um, I always will, I talk about it in terms of like a magic plate or magic snack. So I usually want every meal to have you know, a protein source, a healthy fat, but then also a fiber too, and really just to have those three nutrients work together to to keep you full, and but really about maintaining um, a balanced blood sugar rather than going through the the highs and the lows throughout yeah. the day. Well, it's also important to to describe, like especially you guys listening, if for those of you struggling with with your quote unquote diet or whatever nutrition plan you're following, if you've been you know eating relatively unhealthy or or kind of straying away from your meal plan it's important to know that when you're trying to get back on track that that low that that sugar dip that you're you're going to feel is going to cause a lot of symptoms for you it's going to cause you to feel you know very tired moody um it's going to also cause you to feel really really hungry like you you need something to satisfy you um and that something is always is never going to feel a, like a salad. It's never going to feel like a piece of uh, of chicken breast. It's always going to feel like like some sort of carb or sugar, mm-hmm. um, whether it be you know a sandwich or a piece of cake or a donut. You know, those are those are common things that if you know if you notice that you're craving these things, this is this is typically what's happening. Your blood sugar is is has dropped. It's not regulated, and you need that pick me up. And you'll notice that once you have that quick source of sugar you know your mood might just jump you know you might feel way better and and feel satiated for a small you know period but if that's if that's that little cycle that it's almost like a drug well kind of is a drug that that that's something you have to pay attention to where you're going to have these highs and lows highs and lows highs and lows and you're always trying to reach that homeostasis reach that basic level where you're, you're, you're feeling you know satisfied and with with this constant highs and lows and, and sugar rushes you're never going to be able to reach that until you take a few days to let your system you know recover and, and almost like cleanse yourself of these excess sugars um, I like what you're both saying I like that term that you brought up Jill there with the, the roller coaster the blood sugar <laughs> roller coaster um, <laughs> I love the visualization but also I want to point out that that's not new information Mm -hmm. and it seems to be so not well known 
but um, you, you did track and field. I don't mm-hmm. what, what kind of events did you do? So I was a middle distance runner, so okay. five, 1,500 to 5K. Okay, so not quite getting into, but for, for marathons, for example. No, I, and longer. then later, after university, I did get into did, marathons. Excellent. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, anyone who's ran longer distances, anything over an hour, like they are well aware of this blood sugar spike and drop, and the whole goal of running it with athletes and different types of sports, not just running, but endurance sports, is to maintain your blood sugar. Mm-hmm. You don't want it dropping because you're going to crash. You're going to feel like shit. <laughs> Sorry. You're not going to be able to finish the race or do it as well. And you want to be constantly feeding yourself. So we can use it to our advantage mm-hmm. in sports because sugars in sport, like simple carbs, you want that quick absorption. Great. But we knew about this curve. Mm-hmm. It is very easily applied to the regular population, like just people that aren't running marathons right now, where if you're eating a very, what are our, what are our breakfasts? <laughs> the things that are promoted as breakfast are sugary cereals, <laughs> just yes. sugary oatmeal, bagels. bagels with, I don't just maybe a little bit of butter, which not against mm-hmm. butter, but it's too much bagel. Um, and we're just having those spikes and crashes throughout the day and we're not doing anything to regulate it. And if we are, and it's through carbs, we're having to eat constantly every coffee, half an hour to an hour. Which mimics the blood sugar roller coaster as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, especially if we're throwing in a whole bunch of sugar <laughs> yes. into it. Um, coffee and a donut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Terrible way to start the day. Um, and then when I tell people they can have leftovers for breakfast, they look at me like I'm crazy, but they also don't understand why they're getting a crash at around 11 or they're starving by 10 o'clock or whatever it is. But we've been trained to see these foods as like pancakes is a great breakfast. It's not, it's Absolutely. not good in any way. It's just flour and then sugar on top. And you're going to be hungry and real syrup. quick. Don't forget the syrup. No, that's what I meant by no. sugar on top. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. There's sugar in the pancakes too, isn't there? Yes. <laughs> Powdered sugar too. Whatever it is, it's just, it's a spike and then a crash and you're feeling bad. Um, and it's not a mystery. It's not like mm-hmm. it can be other things, but usually it's going to start with how you're starting your day. Breakfast is the most important meal. I don't always agree that you have to have it first thing in the morning. I like a little bit of fasting, but um, it, it really could start you off or put you in the wrong direction if you don't Mm -hmm. do it correctly but having leftovers great way to start (laughs) having a salad salads can be had at any time just put whatever you're going to put in like eggs throw on a salad Um, whatever you want to do but protein fats fiber Mm -hmm. Um, what I can I can say with pretty good confidence is that if we change that food pyramid and put vegetables at the bottom we'd be already doing a lot better Mm -hmm. oh yeah it would instantly change it it would instantly change and that's that's the that's the idea is, you know, our, our intake of, of veggies is so low. And, and veggies specifically, veggies. not fruits and no, veggies. Because, no. <laughs> you know what, yeah, fruits are, fruits are extremely healthy, but in moderation, and, and I mean controlled moderation. I can't tell you how many times that I hear, yeah, but I'm just eating fruit. You know, fruit's healthy. Um, fruit might be healthy, yeah, an apple is great in the morning, but if you're having a bowl of fruit at night before bed, that sugar is still sugar. Uh, it doesn't matter what type, um, it, it, it's still sugar. One of the, the terms that, that I like to use a, a lot when, when referring to meal plans is, is a full spectrum meal plan. Um, and what I mean by full spectrum, I mean that you're getting an, an, everything, you know, everything is included. Um, having said that, what, what, I, what I really mean is that everything is included in, in control, in, in proper proportions. Yes, if you, you know, are lactose intolerant or you have, uh, or you're a vegetarian, let's say, yes, those are going to be food groups that we're going to remove. Having said that, 
we're trying to control and balance everything that you're intaking in, in, a, in a moderated you know, level so that you're not having these excesses. But it's also, when I say full spectrum as well, I'm also referring to, to the timing, timing of when you're eating these foods. You know, like uh, like Rob, like you were saying, you know, having having a salad for breakfast in a lot of cultures, that's not unheard of. You know, um, you know, I, I, a lot of like Middle Eastern uh, um, dishes for for breakfast have a lot of veggies in it, and they come with eggs, veggies, and that that is something that's going to satiate you throughout the day. It's going to keep you full, keep you satisfied. You know, help to prevent and control those those blood sugar crashes which are gonna help you make better decisions, which kind of gives me a little bit of segue into the, the next term that I like to really use is something called preemptive eating, which recognizing these times where you feel the most hungry and you're craving the, the wrong food, you know, where it may be three o'clock or four o'clock on your way home from work where you're just dying for a donut and you wanna stop at Tim's. Um, for our American viewers, Tim Hortons is a Canadian franchise. Um, I think Buffalo has a few. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, realistically, preemptive eating, the whole idea is to recognize, okay, if I'm constantly starving at 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock, what should I be doing about an hour before that? The answer is eating and making sure that we're regulating and maintaining our blood sugar throughout the day so that there's not these dips and dulls where we need that spike. And, uh, and just... Being conscious, being conscious is, is so key. And I guess that kind of really Absolutely. ties into you. Yeah, for sure. That is all about it. And, you know, if you are someone who you are trying to lose weight um, and you do find yourself, you know, kind of dipping into the blood sugar, but you may not have your next meal ready for you yet, you know, when your blood sugar is low and you're starting to feel moody, well, you're seeking pleasure, and that's why most people do turn to sugary foods because it is an instant source of pleasure. You are going to immediately feel good after you eat you know, a quick sugar source. But if you just sort of make a list of a few other things that you like to do, so you know, it could even be if you're at work, you could do like a quick breathing exercise, you can you know, take a quick little walk, just something else to sort of mimic that that same pleasure um, can also sort of subside your your craving your craving for the Snickers bar and kind of help get you to your next meal that you have planned that you know is going to be in alignment with your with your meal plan and your goals. Exactly. Um, what what we also need to realize too is that a lot of times patterns play a big role and our brains kind of just tell us we're hungry when we're not. Um, one of the big things is when we're bored. We just eat because we're bored. Uh, we're watching TV. It's just a habit to eat. You, you, your brain will actually signal you to like, ah, this is a good time for food. Um, and then same with different parts of the day where a lot of times you're perfectly good. Like you're getting enough calories in the day. If you live somewhere in North America, you're most likely going to be consuming enough calories. Whether you're getting enough nutrition out of those calories is a different whole argument. But um, you're eating enough for the most part. Uh, your body's just kind of tricking you into these patterns because you've always been going for them. And sugar can be like an addictive drug at some point. Like coming off of the sugars and the high carbs and stuff, it really starts to feel, you feel bad when you think that you need to eat. You start getting headaches, you start feeling a little fainty. It's really a, like a withdrawal type of thing and you need to be able to recognize that and know the difference. Um, the other big piece there is um, that, that I wanted to get back to with the calories and nutrition. 
a friend of mine was talking to me recently. He was watching um, the My 600 Pound Life, or whatever mm -hmm. that show is. Um, and I was actually amazed to find out that one of the people on the show actually was one of the people that couldn't get out of their bed. They had to, I think they were one of those cases where they had to knock a wall down and get them out. And um, they actually were evaluated by a doctor, a nutritionist, somebody, and they were found to be malnourished. Do you know what it takes in completely nutrient deficient food to be 600 whatever pounds and be malnourished? Like that's incredible. Um, I couldn't believe it. I'm, I'm still shocked even repeating the information and I've said it a bunch of times now to different people, but that's the type of food that we can get and we have a lot of access to where it's just chips and cookies and you can get a ton of calories out of them but you still you, you can actually get to the point where you've gained so much weight and you don't have enough of your basic vitamins and minerals that just that blows me away Bus. yeah so um a question for you guys yeah <laughs> what would um for the viewers, maybe like three tips to help on like a, a dieting journey. Like what, what are like your three best recommendations for getting started on something? So for me, definitely following that, that magic plate, right? It takes some of the stress around finding the perfect diet for you. So just start off by, okay, what is my breakfast gonna be? Well, I know it needs to have a protein, a fiber, and a healthy fat. Um, so sort of starting to get your head around, um, you know, making sure that each meal is balanced, each snack is balanced, um, is a big thing, not so much. It takes away the calorie counting and the, oh, I should be doing this, I heard my friend lost weight on this, I should be following this plan, um, but just sort of getting some more like awareness around um, how to balance each plate and be mindful of then how you feel after. How do you feel 30 minutes after? How do you feel two hours after? Um, it's really yeah, just about um, being aware too. I always like before putting um, anyone on any sort of meal plan, just taking a current log of what they are eating right now. Because I think that alone makes people realize what they are consuming. Yeah. Because I know, like for me, like I think, oh, I eat, I eat healthy. And Rob, you actually had me track my, my food for a week, and I did. And I was like, wow, I knew, you know, there were a few mornings where I did pop that bagel in the toaster because I was in a rush. But I didn't realize it was four or five mornings until, you know, I really wrote it down and went back and looked at it. So definitely, to start, um, it isn't a scary thing. It shouldn't be a stressful thing. You just need to start to sort of have a bit of a baseline point and an understanding of, of where you are and that you don't need to be on a particular diet. You just need to um, understand balance and um, find, yeah, start, start from there. Uh, for me, um, I would say the one of the biggest things for a diet or a meal plan is number one just to elaborate on on Jill's point consciousness you know not only recognizing okay what am I doing at this specific time that's making me feel like I need that donut or that rush but also how do you feel after you've eaten um, do you feel hungry do you feel satisfied do you feel angry or depressed do you feel like you've failed uh, does it and also like how what are your actions right after that meal, you know? So 
yes, you just stopped at McDonald's. You had, uh, you know, you had a combo. What do you do after that? Do you write off the rest of the day? Are you just saying, you know what, screw it, I, I already failed today, so I'm just gonna eat whatever I want, I'll start fresh tomorrow. So consciousness is, is, is key. Um, consistency, I would say, is the, is the next thing. We're just understanding that this is a day-to-day thing. This is a, li- this is a lifestyle, and it sounds so incredibly cliche to say it, and, and so like, yeah, it's a lifestyle, I'm changing my lifestyle, It's now it's New Year's, so it's a new lifestyle. But understanding that the best diet is the consistent one. The one that you stay on track, the one that you um, that you uh, you're, you know you're following and maintaining um, and maintaining properly and just balancing. So that's that's the, the second point, which I would say is is you know a huge thing for you. But also being you know being taking it easy on yourself and understanding that you're going to fail, you know, and I can't encourage that failure any anymore and this sounds very very weird to say but if you're going to try to spend the next year you know your new year's resolutions time is coming around and and you're going to try to spend the next year being perfect I'm, I'm sorry to tell you you've already failed so let yourself have that cheat meal let yourself have that off day meal let the, let yourself have that off meal i should say because you know what that meal is not going to dictate whether your results are going to stick or you're going to get results that meal is something that you felt you needed at that time so you know what you gave to yourself and you you did what you felt like you needed but now it's time to give back to yourself again and say okay i'm going to get back on my plan i'm going to start to to follow that routine that i was that was on prior i made a mistake but you know what that's okay uh, forgiving yourself and moving forward opposed to sabotaging yourself and just accepting that, you know what, I failed, so let me just eat whatever I want today and then I'll start again tomorrow or even worse, I'll start again Monday. You know, so just to, again to, to move on that, just consistency and, and awareness. That's that's the key. Yeah, and um, I actually have a counterpoint to one of yours, but I want to start in the order I put in my head so I don't forget. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I'd encourage people to try different diets, like we said at the beginning. Most diets are structured fairly well, and I haven't yet, I don't know if I'm missing one, but I haven't yet heard of one that tells you to only eat frozen processed food. <laughs> so I mean, for the most part, if you're cooking for yourself, it's going to be a better thing for you. It's a good start to it all. Um, so make sure like try them give them some some time actually it's going to be something we're doing so if you want to do it along with us um, one of the big things we want to do coming up is uh, actually try all the diets ourselves same time go for each one it's a challenge to all of us so we're going to have to do it we have accountability now and if the viewers want to join in the listeners listening and want to come and do it with us please please because it'll keep us on track and keep you on track we'll only try the ones that are well structured (laughs) but give the diet some time try the different ones see how you feel if you didn't like it it's not for you great try another one give yourself some time Um, but but give it a shot and just knowing that for the most part the processed foods and sugars aren't going to be a high point of many diets I, I can't name one that does 
uh, except for a super size man, I guess. But we saw that turned out. So um, the other thing would be the the cheats. So I don't like calling them cheats. I don't like when it's a, that or a reward because we have a funny relationship with food. Yeah. And when we start putting them into our psyche that it, it controls us, it's a problem. Um, but that being said, I, for lack of a better term, like having that cheat whatever if you want to call it is mm-hmm. is fine like you shouldn't feel guilty mm-hmm. if for the most part you're eating really well and you go to your friend's birthday and you want to have a piece of cake have a piece of cake there should be no reason you can't enjoy it uh, we're still humans and we want to have those experiences it's just that when we're doing it all the time that's a problem you also don't need half the cake you can just eat it very slowly and really enjoy it yeah. like, I'm guilty I had a scone yesterday and um, I took a little bite and I realized at first I realized I was scarfing the whole thing down I'm like I haven't even stopped to realize what I'm doing like, I haven't tasted it and then I just chewed on one bit for a while like a normal amount of time that you're supposed to chew instead of just swallowing things whole and it tasted just as good that whole time so I mean having more isn't better just take a little longer to enjoy what you have um, but the other thing with that relationship, and I think why I can actually stop myself mid-scone and realize that, is um, I'd encourage everybody to try fasting at least once a week, um, like a 16-hour thing. It doesn't have to be a whole day. Uh, what I love about the, the one-time-a-week regular fasting type of thing, doesn't have to be daily if you don't like it, but it really changes your relationship with food, um, and it kind of lets you differentiate why you're eating so you really realize like at 16 hours especially the first few times you do it it sucks you don't feel good but um you realize what hunger really feels like after 16 hours of not eating and most of this is overnight anyway so uh, we'll talk more about intermittent fasting in upcoming episodes and stuff but you're sleeping for most of it but there is a chunk of time during the day where you just go hungry you can drink water whatever nothing with calories Um, but you really start to differentiate that boredom and just eating for no reason versus eating because you're hungry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that. I mean, your relationship with food is more impactful and powerful than the food that you're actually eating. Yeah, so we should be, I love this, I'm going to put it as my punchline now, out to the world, but um, we should be consuming our food and not be consumed by it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very important. Um, that's, I think that's, that's a great way to end. Sentence. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Well, once again, guys, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. We really appreciate it, and we are very excited to bring you with us on our journey uh, exploring all of these diets, and we really hope you guys, uh, you know, join them with us. You know, take the time, uh, you know, feel free to call in uh, and, and talk to us. Uh, obviously, not when we're filming, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, call us. Ask us questions. Feel free. Um, you know what? Uh, let's do this together, and let's, uh, let's make 2019 now a, a very effective one. Until next time. See you there.